0: a story, I've got a story, we've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of ABT's Beyond the Bank. I'm your host, Brad McEwen. Today, I'm sitting down with my good friend, Albany Area Chamber of Commerce President and CEO. Barbara Rivera-Holmes. Welcome, Barbara.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, as you know, I'm a big supporter of the Chamber and what it does, you know, not only for our area businesses, but for our community as a whole. So before we kind of get rolling in earnest, let me first start by saying thank you to you and the entire Chamber team for all that you guys do for the Albany area. It really makes a huge difference. Now, for those listeners who might not fully understand all the things a Chamber of Commerce does... If you would give us a quick sort of high level overview of what chambers do and touch on some of the direct ways in which you guys go about doing those things
1: Sure, that's a great question and so I'll start off of course thanking you thank you for for having me and and for doing this the Beyond the Bank series is such a great way to highlight our community and the soul of our community and so many different people and and i'm I'm bl- glad to be a part of this new podcast but chambers are are all very different. And so it's it's an interesting question because the organizations themselves can do so many different things. They can look like so many different things. So it really is about what your community needs. And our chamber is 111 years old, founded in 1910. Just a few weeks ago, we hosted our 111th annual meeting, which was a really exciting time. And so I'll preface it by saying that the the our purpose, the reason why we were created exists the same as it was, you know, 111 years ago, our, our how has changed. So our why has been constant or how is how we continue to adapt. And really we exist to serve the community. And that can mean a lot of different things for the Albany area chamber. It really means serving our businesses, our member businesses and supporting their business success and business growth. And that again, can look like a lot of different things. So for us, it's, It's connecting our businesses to each other. It's connecting our businesses to our community. It's connecting businesses to our governmental partners and our public sector partners at the local, state, and federal level. And we do this in a way that allows all of us to move forward together, to find the best path for success, prosperity, for not just the business community, for Albany as a whole. So sometimes I like to say we take care of a lot of the hard stuff so our businesses can focus on running their business. That's, you know, there's a lot that we do behind the scenes that you don't really see things just they just happen. And so that's that's one. And I'm very proud of the work that we do. Those are the high level, high level existences to support business success, to create a community in which people want to live and businesses want to invest.
0: Well, and I think that's an important thing. A thing to distinguish for the audience is, you know, you think about your chamber, you think business, you don't always think community, but then if you really get down to it, Talk to us about what businesses are actually doing that benefit the whole community and why focusing on that group and the synergy between governmental partners and the populace at large is so important.
1: Well, businesses create jobs. That's I mean, that's one of these basic functions, if we will. Um, Businesses support our job creation. They, They provide employment for people. They provide healthy wages for our citizens. All those things activate a healthy economy. And so we support businesses because businesses provide opportunities for people. The interesting thing in that discussion is that businesses absolutely need very qualified people and and people need jobs. So it's a very symbiotic relationship that we really don't talk about um, as much as we should. So supporting businesses ultimately means we're supporting our community. We do that through, that's job creation, that's business investment. Every time a small business creates a job, that means another business is succeeding because those are dollars that can be spent. That means we have another opportunity for education. So business success absolutely means community success. And that's what's so important for our organization to focus on that piece. So supporting the businesses and our membership, we have about 800 businesses in the Albany area, and they are all, all types of businesses and all sizes. So we have mom and pop. So, you know, one and two man operations that are members. We have medium sized employers, and then we have our largest employers as well, our p and our Molson Cores, our... Or Mars Wrigley's, those. So, we really do encapsulate the entirety of the business community, and everybody has a different need. And we work closely with our individual members to support their individual needs as well.
0: Sure, it makes sense. Everybody's got something different right. that, that, that they require. Yeah. But at the same time, there's those simple things. There's those that- simple
1: things, that, right. And connecting businesses is one of those magical things that activates so much action for our community. So much happens when people get to know people. When businesses get to know businesses, it's a really neat thing.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because a fallacy that a lot of people have. And I was guilty of that once upon a time when I was starting the professional world is, you know, you just you think a chamber and you think about business after hours. You think about dudes standing around shaking hands, but you don't really realize how beneficial those types of things are. Not that that's all you do, but, you know, it's neat to hear you say that, that the networking piece really does matter.
1: It really does matter. And that goes back to it's social. We are social creatures and business is very much a process oriented field, but it's still people. And so connecting people through, through what we call networking and and networking can mean like a lot of things. It can be a business after hours. It can be gathering at a ribbon cutting where we're celebrating a new business. It can also mean serving on chamber committees and you're meeting professionals in your community. But when you, when people can meet, when people connect they build relationships, they build trust. And sometimes you know, it could be somebody that three years from now, you think I need a person for this, or I have an idea about X, or I wonder how this other business is handling the situation. You, you've you built a relationship with someone that you can call or a business that you can approach about a venture. So it you never know where the sort of output from that will happen, but it happens in big ways and in little ways all the time.
0: Absolutely. Well, you and I'm glad you mentioned the annual meeting just because one of the things that I wanted to touch on today was that meeting. It was a you know, I went as I usually do. I left there feeling very invigorated just about what was going on in our community. I thought the setting was very nice, but it was a perfect example of it was a networking function, but there's meat to it and there's things that we need to discuss and that we need to share. Talk to me about how beautiful it is when those kind of things come together like that.
1: Gorgeous, (laughs) right? Uh, It really, and, and that's part of it. So even when we do different types of networking events, there is a lot of substance to it. And again, that goes back to when do we see the fruits? Well, you may see them 10 minutes from now while you're having a conversation with someone you've just met that sparks an idea. You may see it years from now when there's a different type of opportunity. But the annual meeting was a really special event. It was our 111th annual meeting. It was hosted. Just a few weeks ago on April 29th, we traditionally host the annual meeting in January of every year. And so for 110 years, (laughs) the annual meeting had been hosted in January, but we are in a a pandemic situation. There's a lot of progress. Obviously, we're all seeing a lot of light here in terms of how things are progressing to a more normal state. But we we made a, a very intentional decision to to push our annual meeting to April because it was so important that we were able to gather as a group in person. We absolutely could have done a virtual program and we've we've done many virtual programs throughout the pandemic, but that connection piece, it, it really is magical. And there's something about the energy of people in a room, the chemistry that happens. And we wanted to be able to do that in person. And so we pushed it to April. We had a, a gorgeous event, downtown Albany, Thornatiska Heritage Center right there on their bricks. They were phenomenal to work with and I highly encourage others we're looking for outside venues to consider our cultural attractions, but it was when we capped it, we sold it out and it was a a coming out party, if you will, after, after having been indoors for so long, our last major event was February of 2020. So this was, and we've, we've of course trickled in very strategically in person events, but not to this magnitude, but the, the, the coolest part about the annual meeting is the setting of course, the the energy but also what we're talking about and that's why the chamber exists the successes that we as an organization and the organization isn't just me it's it's not just our staff and it's not just our board it really is the 800 member businesses it is our hundreds of volunteers it is everyone who invests and in moving this community forward
0: like you said it was there was a, it was a coming out party It was a little bit celebratory and without getting into too much detail, let's just suffice it to say the chamber we all know was doing things during the pandemic. Not as visible as what people were used to seeing, but they were getting the job done. But that's in the past. Now we're looking forward. We're having this coming out party. It's exciting. And one of the things that makes it so exciting is the chamber's new strategic plan, which addresses our future and how we're going to get there. Now, I know you can't share every great little thing about it, but. Talk to me about, number one, why a strategic plan is so important for an organization like the chamber. And then if you can, just get some of the highlights of what's included in that strategic plan and some of the actionable things that folks can maybe see from their chamber.
1: So a strategic plan is it's a path. Right. And so any organization and it's funny because e- even families have family strategic plans. Right. But organizations absolutely do. And we are an organization like many who need a direction. Our board was very thorough in in working with our membership, with experts, with staff to, to design a strategic plan that really targets where we need to go as an organization based on where our community is going. And that's both from a threat standpoint, but from an opportunity standpoint, we know that business continues to evolve very quickly. The workforce is changing. We've just come out of a pandemic where so many people are now working from home. That's an immediate impact to how people do business. So the strategic plan sets the direction for the Albany Area Chamber and the board was was intentional in crafting it as a three-year plan. So it's a robust plan that really will advance the work that we're doing and in doing so, advance our businesses. It's called Impact ABY 2023 because that's what it's really about. It's about the impact of the work. We're not, we're not just busybodies doing, you know, work right. for work's sake. The work that we engage in, it really does need to make a difference on a variety of levels. And so the strategic plan is very well thought out. It focuses on those pieces. It harnesses the assets of the community to be able to do that. There's five, five divisions, if you will, and a, a few other components, but High level, I will tell you that our main focuses are around military affairs. Continuing to support one of our largest employers is the Marine Corps Logistics Base Albany. It is the powerhouse of the Marine Corps. It is a major employer, major economic impact, and is a force in global defense. Being able to support that environment, both from a business standpoint and for our military families, is very important. Uh, We have our small business entrepreneurship and innovation division, and that one focuses on that connectivity piece. It focuses on also facilitating and supporting entrepreneurs. We know that we've got great talent in our community. How do we tap the entrepreneurial talent, provide greater opportunities for exploration and for growth and that innovation piece as well and supporting innovation? Innovation looks like a lot of different things and it's happening all of the time. How do we highlight it so that more people recognize, A, that they're being innovative and then we can create a better support system for innovation and for entrepreneurship? So that's that's those our government affairs program, which is foundational for our organization, which is a lot of the advocacy pieces. And this is where we talk about some of the things that you know we take the hard stuff on so that our businesses can focus on running their businesses. That's everything from advocating for the federal dollars, for the PPP that helps support our businesses to to local regulations. We're, we're in public safety having those discussions. So we have a. We have a strategy and a, and a program of work built around the local engagement, the state engagement and the federal engagement. That's be the voice of business, promote participation by business people in public policy, which is so important, and activating our membership in our community to be engaged and to voice their opinions and their concerns. And then together bring the governmental partners so that we can achieve positive outcomes. We Have our diversity, equity, and inclusion working group, which is really looking at how how do we expand the opportunities so that more people have them and and expand opportunities for for prosperity. So really looking at that diversity, equity, and inclusion piece, bringing more people to the table and creating more opportunity. Our, Our education, talent, and leadership division as well which is, is focused around really workforce. We talked about people, right? People is, is the magic of life. That's what, that's what keeps everything running. So working with our educational partners and creating a workforce that meets the needs of business, connecting business back to education. And so that's one of those symbiotic relationships as well. So we have a couple of initiatives already underway. Our most recent one is working with our educational partners and, and other strategic partners to help connect our businesses and our students for job and for internship
0: opportunities. Absolutely. Well, I I like the way, you know, and you framed it before you started talking about some of these things that the way there was an analysis done between not only the local stakeholders and what they need, but an examination of the forces that impact us that are outside of our control. You know, the notion that you have to deal with the federal government to get things done in Albany, Georgia. Uh, It's easy to make the stretch. You got to go up to the Gold Dome and talk to somebody (laughs) up there. But I don't think a lot of people think about how much is internal versus external and how those things need to connect together. Talk to me if you can about how how hard it is to manage that and to really get everybody to understand how important it is to for all those things to be pulling in the same direction.
1: It it can sometimes it, it takes effort, let's put it that way. And I'll back up a little bit and say my background and you and I, of course, have a similar background. We both worked at the Albany Herald and and worked our way up there. I from there went to the Economic Development Commission, and then I came to the Chamber. And one of the things that I'm most proud of is that when I was coming up in the field, I thought if we could get people around the table to talk, we can achieve so much. And so, our organization, the Chamber, we've been very intentional in convening people and bringing people to the table to have tough discussions and even, even the not tough discussions, because so much happens when you do that, you build the trust to realize you want the same things. Ultimately we've got to craft a path. And so I say that it takes effort because it does. And it takes, it takes consistency. It takes trust. It takes relationship. But once you build those pieces, it isn't as hard as you would think because you've, you've done the foundational work. It is constant. Absolutely. And it is, it is with everything. It's whether it's connecting the small businesses or or working on the high level advocacy piece, there is a lot that goes into an organization of our size. And it is, I will say it is, it is a big organization. And uh, we're, we're 800 members, which is a lot of member organizations, tens of thousands of employees that, that are, Members through through their organizations, and then all of our strategic partners as well. So it's a it's a big moving, big moving uh, vehicle. But we're so fortunate because because people believe in the Albany Area Chamber and they invest in the Albany Area Chamber. And when you have investment and when you have belief, you can do really incredible things. So our volunteers, hundreds of volunteers who who donate, if you will, their time and their talent because they believe in in the work of the chamber. And most importantly, because they believe in our community, all of our board of directors, we have a 32 member board, each one is invested. And so when you pull all those pieces together, you realize that you have, you've, you've got what it takes. And our job as the chamber is to bring everybody together, focus the groups, keep things moving forward.
0: Focus that energy. Focus the energy. Exactly. I love the notion, you know, what you just described really speaks to what we do in the banking industry too, that at the end of the day, it all really comes down to, do you have the foundational relationships? Do you know these people? Do they know you? Because once you overcome that, it's a lot easier to come together on a a, plan. (laughs) right? Now, Barbara, and I know, you know, and forgive me, you've been in the, in the chamber role now, how many years?
1: I've been at the chamber since 2015.
0: Okay. That's a good long Time just flies. It really does. Yeah. Now, There seems to be, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but there seems to be a really a real push in recent years to create some sort of multi-year synergy with leadership, with plans. You know, you mentioned Impact 2023. A lot of this sounds akin to what I hear from the state chamber, where it's a little bit longer term sort of plan for what we're doing, but something that is actionable over a long period of time. Has that been an adjustment for the organization to be? less reactive in the now and more future focused, or is that just always been there? and I just didn't notice it.
1: You know, I, we're, we're being very intentional about being future focused and the rate at which things move. And we have great data and we have we have great information about where things are going, both both information that we capture and then from our our partners as well. You mentioned the Georgia Chamber. We just helped host them a few weeks ago as well, and they shared some incredible information about. Where the workforce is going, where business is going, what threats and opportunities look like. So we're we're being very intentionally future focused. At the same time, we absolutely have to focus on right. What are the things that we have to do today? But what the strategic plan does is activates what we do today toward that future focus. And we did. You know, most strategic plans. It depends on the type of organization. Some will do five. Some will do seven. Some will do a ten year strategic plan. Our board felt that it was important to to be much more tactical, three-year vision, get to your, and you you adjust along the way, right? There's a three-year strategy, there's a three-year vision, but we also have a one-year within that that activates what we're doing and when and why. So to your point, being very intentional about it. And I think you'll continue to see organizations do that. But that's what we have to do. If we're only reacting to what's happening in the present with no perspective or lens as to what it looks like a month, a year five years from now we're we're going to miss some really important things and so this vision gives us enough flexibility to adjust but keeps keeps us going in a very, very precise direction. Yeah, I've
0: always struggled a little bit with, with, with getting too far yeah. out in the future. Yeah. Cause you just don't know. You
1: just don't know. I mean, you've got to have some stuff out there. Sure. And again, you know, it's a three-year plan or right, year one, where do we need to adjust? And then what does that look like one year further
0: out? Absolutely. Well, and I think too, a little bit shorter time horizon creates a little, just bit of, you know, intentional yeah, momentum. Exactly. It's like, well, Hey, this is right around the corner. This is we, we got to do this.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: And you know how us journalists we our deadlines. deadlines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know, we're talking about some stuff that can be technical, could be high level. It could be boring to some people. But it's exciting to me just when I think about our community as a whole and what power there is in unity when it's everybody uh, and it's very clear. Well, I mean, I know you. So we've talked about this. So I know it's something that gives you personal excitement, but I can hear it in your voice today. Barbara. And I heard it at the annual meeting a couple of weeks ago. You are excited about where our chamber is and what our chamber is doing. If you can talk to me from a personal standpoint, why does Barbara care so much? Why is Barbara so excited about what's going on? And, and, and feel free to touch on your past and the lessons you learned You know, growing up in your household.
1: Sure. Well, I'm glad that it's palpable because if you're not excited and you don't believe in it, it, it be, it's tougher, right? So I do believe in our organization, I believe in the Albany Erie Chamber. I believe in our community. I also believe in better and I believe in making things better. And that's what motivates me every single day is that I, I see the opportunity and I see that people care and I can see the holes too. And so for me, the excitement is, okay, well, we can do that we can do that. We can do that because I do believe in in that better. Believing in better doesn't mean that you you don't appreciate where you are. It just means that you know that there's capacity for so much. So how do we work together to achieve it? Because achieving good, impactful things is only going to mean more opportunities for all of our citizens. It's going to mean opportunities for job creation and business investment. And for Albany to continue moving on so I do think we've been through a lot. Obviously, I mean, we've been through a lot for a couple of years now. Uh, we used to joke that after the the hurricanes, it was the locusts that were coming, or maybe there was a volcano we hadn't seen. We just that's didn't next see, year. That's next year. We didn't see the pandemic coming. But but as a community, think about where we were a year ago as a global hotspot. I mean, I did interviews with all of the major international news outlets about Albany and our business community. Albany, Georgia, 100,000 people, eighth largest MSA in Georgia. And here we are, you know, major headlines across the world. We could not be where we are today, which is coming out of a pandemic. Job creation is up. Businesses are moving forward. People are reengaging. The state is investing in our community. Businesses are investing in our community. We couldn't do those things if we didn't have belief in who we are and what, what we were capable of. And the fact that we're worthy as a community of so much. So that's what excites me. And, you know, you talked about my past and I'm a first generation American. The big joke is that English isn't my first language, which is absolutely true. It's hard to
0: believe, too, when you (laughs) speak.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I fumble my words or I I start to talk too fast and you might you might could tell. But, uh, you know, it's we talked about a, a big responsibility in 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 running. The chamber and sort of the head of the business community absolutely is. But my family, I'm a first generation American. My family emigrated from Cuba during the Cuban Revolution. They moved ultimately to Miami and then to Puerto Rico, where I was born. And they left everything behind, right? They left businesses, they left family. My grandfather, my grandmother, my aunt, my uncle, and my mother came to this country with $5 each in one suitcase. I say all of that, and this is the discussion you and I have had before because. No matter no matter the task that's before me, and no matter how I mean, it's it's a tough job, sure. And and but it's very exciting also. But no matter what's before me, I just I I remind myself that my family overcame a communist regime. They were political exiles and they rebuilt in a country where initially they weren't necessarily welcomed and they didn't speak the language, and they rebuilt and they prospered, and here I am. So I think if my if my family can do that then then i can do this because we have an incredible staff team we have a great board we have volunteers we have members we have investors we have so many people that believe in what we're doing so we we got this i mean it's so that's what I said it you know, i mean we got this i mean yes sometimes it's tough we don't always know everything but we got this so that's sort of what keeps me what keeps me moving forward what keeps me moving forward is the belief that i have and what we can be and what we can achieve and what what sort of the energy behind that or the fuel is just the fact that, you know, we got this because there's really no other option. And in my mind, it's the option is to keep moving forward. My grandfather always said it. He said, Barbarita es luchando palante, siempre luchando palante. And what he meant was, yes, there's going to be detours and there's going to be hardships and obstacles and you're not always going to want to know what to do. It is a forward path, right? So that's where I keep my focus is, all right, maybe it's been a hard day, but forward path, yep. luchando palante. Yep.
0: Tomorrow's coming. Tomorrow's Whether coming. We're Whether or we're ready
1: or not. So <laughs> <laughs> we just got to keep moving toward it.
0: You know, but 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 there's a, there's a BD in that, Barbara, that I think is important and it can't be lost on a community like Albany, Georgia, you know, not to make too much out of that, but to hear a story like that and you look at a community like Albany where we've got disadvantaged people. We have people that don't have even the $5 in their pocket and don't know where to go. And to hear you talk about the community and what can be achieved, I've got to think that's inspirational to our citizens who might or be wondering, what does the future look like for me?
1: I hope so. You know, it's a really good point. And I really, I, I hope so, because I believe in all of us as individuals, and I believe in all of us as a collective. It's, it's leveraging leveraging the power of partnerships right and so leveraging the power of each other and there's there's connectivity and there's power in numbers one of our divisions is economic mobility and it really is focused around exactly what you're saying we have we have people who don't have the same opportunities and we have people who want opportunities and so bringing partners together to to again and it's uh, it's a, a little bit tactical in my mind always you know what are the opportunities what are the gaps how do we connect people And then what are the outcomes? And so we have a strategy developed around that and with Strive to Thrive as well on that piece. So I hope that the message is uplifting. I hope it is inspirational. I also hope that people know that we're doing the work.
0: I think they can tell. And it's very holistic. And I think that people need to see that, too. They need to feel like it's including everybody. And I don't know historically, you know. I grew up in Albany, kind of half pay attention, but I know that the feeling wasn't always this positive between the business community, the chamber and the community at large. But there just seems to be in recent years. A, a, just a more collective sense of exactly what you said earlier. We've got this. We can do this. We can do that. I mean, how many times do we have to prove it? How many floods? How many <laughs> tornadoes? Right. Yeah, how many pandemics?
1: We have to believe in each other, yeah. you know, and you ha- we have to believe in each other. I want I want our community to believe in our community. Honestly, I want us to be civil to each other. I want us to support each other. I want, you know, when we're making purchases in our community, I want us to think local. I want us to shop local because every time that we reinvest in Albany, we're investing in ourselves. We're investing in people and we're investing in opportunities. So I I say that because we can't expect everyone else to believe in us if we don't believe in ourselves and we can't expect others to invest in us or fight for us if we do not do it ourselves. And so I believe very firmly that our number one advocate is Albany, right? Albany has to advocate for Albany. And that's every single person. That's not just the chamber. That's not just AB and T, not just for governmental and elected officials. That is every single person believing that that. This community is worthy of that. So that's that point. And I would encourage others who aren't familiar with our work, give us a call at the chamber, 229-434-8700. Give us a call and find out more about what we're doing, how you can be a part of it. It's a welcoming environment in an organization. And we were always adding to our volunteer base because it goes back to there's power and numbers and connectivity. So we, we very much welcome others to, to be part of this. If you're online and you see our events posted on Facebook, for example, we, we definitely try and, and have that social presence so that others can know what we're doing. Come by a chamber event. And if you don't know if you should give us a call. Yeah. So yeah, reach out. Cause we, we would love to, to meet you if we haven't already.
0: Well, I'm glad, well, you, said that. my, well, I'm glad you said that one of my favorite things to tell people, and I love telling chamber folks. I remember when I graduated college, I moved to Tacoa, my first job, but newspaper didn't know anyone in the community. And I was like, Dad, I'm a little nervous. He said, just go to the chamber.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Introduce
0: yourself <laughs> and right. you'll be fine. You'll and be fine. Yeah. By goodness, he was right. Well, Barbara, again, I, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to come in and chat with me today. As always, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I'd also like to th- once again, thank the loyal followers of Beyond the Bank and the great men and women who make our community so rich and wonderful. Until next time, I'm Brad, and this is Beyond the Bank.